Hello, everyone. Welcome back. And thank you for joining us on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast, where every week, Jeff Glover and his coaches will dive deep into questions that you are asking. They understand the challenges you're facing on a day-to-day basis and still work every day on the front lines of real estate with Jeff and his team closing over 1,000 homes per year. In today's episode of the Live Unreal with Clever You podcast, we're diving back into the Spring Forward webinar series. Taylor Cornfield joins us to discuss how to create your own Unreal experience. Taylor will discuss her expertise in utilizing the customer experience as a lead generation tool to increase repeat and referral business and how to put the right people in place to deliver an Unreal experience to your clients. Now, let's hear from Jeff Glover and Taylor Cornfield. All right, welcome everybody. We are going to jump into our next session of springing your business into action this spring. I have the one and only Taylor Cornfield with me today. She is the one that is behind the scenes, behind the operations uh, at Jeff Glover and Associates Realtors, our real estate team. And she's handling everything from hiring to managing to training to implementing our customer service Um, systems and models and making our service better and getting more reviews and everything to do with customer experience in the real estate transaction. So today's session is a bit of a special one because we really have three types of people on. And I know some of you may end up listening to the recording or end up listening to this somewhere else or on the podcast, but we really have three audiences today, right? So we have actually people that are in administrative roles, right? So listing coordinators, transaction managers, operations managers, uh, executive assistants, administrative assistants, whatever your title is on the administrative and operational side, we welcome and thank you for being here. We also have a lot of agents, agents, whether they're solo agents or agents that are on teams that are looking to improve their overall customer experience or looking to implement new techniques into their business to create lead generation activities through the customer experience method, which we're going to talk about in a bit. And then finally, we have a lot of lead agents or team leaders who are going to listen to, follow this, watch this, because you're looking at a solution or you're looking for ways to improve your overall customer experience, ways to improve your overall business, improve your overall system. So know that when what we're sharing with you today really does apply to those three groups, right? We're really taking that into consideration, our administrative folks, the agents that are listening, and of course, the lead, of course, the leaders that are listening as well to get ideas on how we can improve the overall customer experience. You know, when I started out in this business, I was taught early on that the best customer service is sell their home quickly or help them get into a home quickly. And later on, I realized that, well, in the in the early 2000s and, and quite frankly, all the way up until probably 2015, 2016, that was sufficient uh, because that is really what anybody, ex- what everyone expected. But as time went on and technology got more advanced and social media became more popular and, and online reviews became more prominent, What we learned is that the customer experience can actually be a lead generation tool, meaning having a ton of online reviews will lead to people saying, I want you to sell my home. Having a ton of online reviews will lead to buyers saying, hey, I want your help in helping us find our next dream home. And so something switched, something clicked four or five years ago in our business where we said, you know what, it's time we really take our customer experience to the next level because we've done a decent job in in getting listings sold or a decent job in helping buyers find homes. But honestly, when we look at our repeat and referral business, when we look at our database business, it's not that great. And when we actually broke down and and pulled the layers of the onion off, we looked at, okay, um, where are we missing the boat? And one of the areas that we're missing the boat was how well we deliver customer service. And so today we're talking a lot about just not just customer service, but also where to find talent to help you with the customer service because it shouldn't all fall on your plate or at some point in time, depending on where you're at in your business, you might say, yep, I'm ready for my first assistant. What should I be looking for? So we're going to talk a little bit of a mix of around the customer experience. And really, 
Customer service is, is, is the old term. I don't want you to use that term anymore uh, or phrase. I want you to use the phrase customer experience because today's customer is more demanding and has substantially higher expectation than our customer of, say, five years ago or even 10 years ago. And so we're going to dive in just a second with Taylor, our special guest, who, you know, I'm only going to put people in front of you who are on the ground every single day. And I know we have a lot of first timers on. So for those of you that have been through our webinars or have been to one of our events, thank you for coming back, number one. Number two, for our first timers, I want to make sure you have a couple free resources. So for those of you who have been with us, just hang in with me for a couple minutes as I go through these resources. Believe it or not, not everybody is aware of them. So first things first, we have a new daily message that's out and that's totally free. So if you're an administrator for a team or for a lead agent, you might want to tell your lead agent about this because Every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I send out a message via text to everyone who subscribes to the service. It's totally free. Uh, anyone can sign up. If you want to sign up for yourself personally, that's great. Or if you want to write it down for the agent that you work for or the team that you work for, just write down the word morning, all right, M-O-R-N-I-N-G, morning. And next to that, write down the number 55444. Write down the word morning, and next to that, write 55444. If you text the word morning, just like you were texting a new friend, to that phone number, so 55444 is actually the phone number. If you text morning to that number, you'll get signed up for our daily messages. Uh, it's, it's nine out of 10 of them are all informational, educational, informative. Every now and then I'll suggest, like today, for instance, I gave some information, then I said, hey, don't forget, we've got this webinar today. So every now and then I'll share with you what we have going on. Most of the stuff we put out is free. So we share that through that. And if you want to sign up for that, text the word morning to 55444. While you have your phone in your hand, I will encourage you to open up your Facebook app. When you open up your Facebook app, there's a little magnifying glass top right. Click on that magnifying glass. And I want you to just type into the search bar, Glover U inner circle. Glover you inner circle. All right. Again, whether you're an administrator, whether you're on the operations team, whether you're an agent leading a team, whether you're an agent looking to improve your customer experience, no matter what, you should be in that inner circle. It's a free Facebook group. Again, go to Facebook, click on the magnifying glass, just type in Glover you inner circle. All right. It's a free Facebook group. Anybody can join. We always share our best content. We always have people in there looking and looking for and sharing ideas you know, asking questions, you know, we share videos, we share new systems we're using, everything that we do, we drop in there. Now, while you're in there, or while you're filling out the form, because it's going to ask you your name and what market you're in and so forth, which is good because there's a lot of agent to agent referrals in there. So if you're looking to increase that, there's a lot of agents that are getting good business out of there as well. It's going to ask you if you'd like to subscribe to our quarterly publication. It's called the Glover Gazette. All right, just throw your address in there, whether it's your office address or home address, we don't care. We send this out for free. All right, this is 45, 50 pages of solid real estate and business information. We produce this magazine quarterly, about 35,000 copies of this go out quarterly. If you want this in your mailbox, again, it's physical. So don't just drop your email address in there. We need to mail this to you, right? So make sure you give us your home address or your office address and we'll drop the latest copy in the mail to you. Again, you can do that through signing up for the Glover U Inner Circle. Last but not least, Okay, because everyone has been seeing online over the last month or so our event that just took place down in Orlando, Florida. Yes, we're doing another one this year. Obviously, with vaccinations increasing and, of course, death rates and, and all of that stuff going down and improving, we are doing a summer event. It's called the Live Unreal Retreat. It's in the gorgeous resort town of Traverse City, Michigan. If you want to check it out, go to liveunrealretreat.com. We'll also have information on there. Uh, on that in our inner circle. All right. So Taylor Cornfield, if you wouldn't mind, um, share with us because a lot of people hear the name Taylor and they think, oh yeah, that's the person that's been working with Jeff for the last eight years. Uh, but there's actually been another Taylor behind the scenes as well. So can you share with us a little bit about yourself before we dig into your content today? Yeah, of course. Hi everyone. I'm so excited to be here with you all today. Really excited to go through this content with you. Um, so yeah, Jeff is right. I'm commonly referred to as the other Taylor or the second Taylor around here, um, which is exactly how it's supposed to be. I learned from the very best. So we let Taylor Kerrigan um, hold the Taylor number one spot around here. Um, she has been my mentor since I've been here, which was actually about five years ago now. 
Um, I came to Jeff Glover and Associates after realizing that uh, teaching background wasn't for me. So I came from the teaching field. I taught um, elementary education for about two years, discovered quickly wasn't my passion. So I came to Jeff Glover and Associates and I knew that I was in a totally brand new career field. I was going to have to start entry level, learn and work my way up. And I luckily found my home place I love. And um, one of those reasons is because I constantly am learning every single day. There are so many things to implement, so many processes, procedures, and I really gravitated towards the operations path right away. So um, Taylor took me under her wing and um, it worked out great because now Taylor takes most of her time to Taylor Kerrigan. I'm not talking to myself in the third person. <laughs> Taylor takes most of her time to work now with all of the Live Unreal companies and pass the baton to me to solely work as the operations manager and Jeff Glover gets to help our agents and clients, right, have this unreal experience that we're going to dive deep yeah. into today. So that's what I've been doing now for the past two years. And you make a you made a really good point there, Taylor, because especially for those of you that are lead agents and leaders or administrators that are working with your lead agent or team leader to build an operations team, there really is two customers, isn't there, Taylor? What you've learned is there's one customer and that's the buyer and the sellers, and the other customer is the real estate agent. So your job is not just improving the processes and systems to improve our customer service to our clients, meaning buyers and sellers. The other part of your job is improving our processes and and culture and and value proposition to our other client, which is our real estate agents right? You spend your time really working in both those areas, don't you? Yes. I'd say 50% of my day is focused around um, building out um, how I can make our agents' lives more unreal and processes behind the scenes for our associates. And then, of course, as well, our clients, making sure that I know when they work with Jeff Glover and Associates, they're receiving that unreal customer experience um, with our office. So yes, I would say those are the two main things I focus on throughout my day. So, um, and I'm, I know we're going to get to your stuff in a minute, but I, I'm still picking your brain just a bit so people can understand. Um, people hear this term, live unreal, you know, unreal experience, unreal results, that type of thing. In your mind, right, you, you've been around, so you've seen when our customer service, I mean, I, I'm going to give us like an average at best. So you've been around when we went from average at best to now above average or, or maybe even considering, you know, almost getting to a point where we're unreal experienced, right? And that's what we're working towards every day. So when, when we talk about unreal, what does that mean to you? That's a good question. I think as far as the client experience go, Unreal is you want them to feel like almost like it's not even a real estate transaction, right? You become their friend. They know exactly what's happening before it's happening. They're wowed. It's not just, oh, they called me when they were supposed to. They went out of their way. They went above and beyond. I feel like this is so amazing. Those types of phrases that our clients are feeling as they're working with our associates is really what I think is Unreal. Yeah. And then the unreal experience to our associates has a lot to do with our environment and our culture, right? You spend a lot of time in those two areas, don't you? Yeah, exactly. So same for our agents. I want them to feel like uh, working here at Jeff Glover and Associates is unbelievable. Like, wow, I can't believe they would do this for their agents. They would provide, you know, breakfast. They would go above and beyond to do all of these amazing things for me. This this feels like a, a family. That's really the goal. We are a big, happy family. Um, and that's always my goal for sure for our associates. Speaking of breakfast, uh, you <laughs> and our inside sales manager cooked breakfast for all of our milestone winners this morning, right? Exactly. That's why it came to mind. So I was cooking eggs and sausage and pancakes this morning for some of our associates that hit their first milestone, correct? And the first <laughs> milestone was the, they, they had closed at least a million in business so far this year, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah. And so can you spend just 30, 60 seconds talking about our milestones, especially for those on operations teams and leaders uh, uh, that are on this session? They might want to know, well, wait a minute, I don't want to implement the milestone program. What is the milestone program? Yeah, so we're really excited. A huge goal, as we've been talking about, is to have our agents feel like they're living an unreal life being a part of, you know, Jeff Glover and Associates. So we unveiled our unreal milestone plan this year. And basically what it is, it's a pathway where as agents achieve 
um, certain requirements and achievements throughout the year with their business, they get rewarded and recognized. So Mm -hmm. it's celebrations. It's, you know, celebrating achievements is really the goal. So the first one um, we did was as soon as you hit a million in volume, leaders in the company um, cooked breakfast for you. So that was our first one. And then another example is, you know, once you hit 10 million, you get a bigger, you get a bigger celebration. So you get to pick from an unreal experience. So for example, maybe a dinner date night, uh, going horseback riding, maybe uh, virtual golf. I'm sorry, top golf, not a golfer, sorry, (laughs) top golf. So basically you have a menu of unreal experiences you get to pick from when you hit that milestone. And then our, our biggest milestone example will be our president circle. And that will be our first five associates who hit 10 million. So it's also kind of a competition in there because it has to be your first five agents that hit the 10 million. And then they get to go on a paid full vacation with Jeff and the president circle. So that's our big unreal milestone that um, will happen towards the end of the year. So really excited about that. Again, it's a way to recognize your agents. And we start even just from the beginning. So if you have like an ISA team, an inside sales associate team, you know, when they set their first appointment, they're getting a Starbucks gift card. Um, when they set their first 100 appointments, we give them a $100, like a $100 bill, right? Yeah. So you start, you know, you want to make sure you're recognizing them throughout the whole process and their whole career here at Jeff Glover and Associates. Awesome. Well, I love that because no matter where somebody is at on this session, right, whether they're a solo agent, a buyer's agent, a listing agent, an administrator, an operations team member, or a leader, there you need to be thinking about, okay, at some point, point in time, if I, if my production gets to a certain level, which again, many of you are already at that level, I'm going to need an assistant. And then what are those things that assistant is going to do? So let's shift gears a little bit and talk about the customer experience. All right. So if you could kind of walk us through in your mind, when you look at how an agent can improve their customer experience to be a lead generation tool, I never thought it was a lead generation tool. You know, again, as I mentioned, when we first started, sell their home quickly and help them secure a home quickly. Uh, and, and you're giving them good service. Well, that might've been good for the 2000s and maybe even the 2010s, but we're in the 2020s and the expectations of the consumers today, both real estate agents, remember that's the consumer. That, that by the way, hopefully that's one of your takeaways from today. You have two consumers, right? Real estate agents and also buyers and sellers, especially if you're leading a team. Uh, but the consumers, meaning the buyers and sellers have much higher expectations today than they previously did. So Taylor, I'll let you kind of take it from here and walk us through what you have for us today. Yeah, I'm so excited. So thanks everyone again for being here. We're going to dive into this content. And as Jeff said, I think uh, the reason why I'm so passionate about this, and one of the reasons I should say, is that the Unreal customer experience really is the key to increasing your repeat and referral business. So if your Unreal customer experience isn't there, they're not going to do business with you ever again. And they're also not going to refer you. And even worse, they're also probably going to badmouth you and and other people may not use you because of not having that Unreal experience. So that's really why I'm passionate about this content because I've seen it take our agents to the next level. I've seen our company itself grow exponentially, having more repeat and referral business as we've implemented some of the things we're going to talk about today. So if you're wowing your clients, they're going to continue to use you. They're going to continue to refer you. So this is why I believe so heavily in this content to help you take your business to the next level. And, and Taylor, we actually have data to back it up. You probably remember during our JGA day, which was earlier this year, we showed a graphic on the screen and it was business from our database, specifically repeat and referral business. 44% of our business last year was repeat and referral business from our database. Five years ago, Taylor, do you remember what that number was? It was small. You'll have to like, remind me on the number, but I remember being like, oh boy, that's not good. <laughs> like 22%, yeah. right? So all, we've almost doubled our repeat and referral business in four or five years because of our customer experience. So again, I know I keep interrupting you. So sorry, go ahead. <laughs> it's okay. He's right. It, it just goes to show that we have the numbers to back it up. And that's why, again, I'm excited to get into this with you today. So let's do it. Step one, we're going to go through some steps of what I think are the first things you can do to start implementing an unreal customer experience. And I could really talk for like five hours on this, but we're going to dive in here. Step one is you have to have the mentality of what can I do so the client never calls me first? So I'll repeat that because it's an important one. Step one is having the mentality of what can I do so the client never calls me first? 
This is really important because you always want to make sure that as you're going through a transaction, your client knows what's happening and they don't ever feel the need to call you first. If you do that, if you beat them to it and are reaching out to them beforehand, they're going to feel like you, like they're, they're, you're, I'm sorry, they're your only client. They feel taken care of. They feel safe and secure. So this, this part is really, really important. Another way to help your, your mind change and make sure that you're doing this is to run through a process and implement items, touch points that you're reaching out during the transaction. So an activity for you to do is go through the entire process as a buyer first and as a seller, both start from the very first step. So you go out on the appointment or you, you set, you set the appointment, you go out, do you take the contract? Do you take the listing? Do you not? So start from the very beginning and go through every single thing the client um, that you do with the client, right? And what you do at this point is then identify, okay, when do you think that the client's going to expect for expect to hear from you, right? What details do they want at this point in the transaction? And then what you do is you add in a touch point at that at that pain point, we call them pain points, right? So if you know your client's going to feel uncomfortable at a certain type, a certain time, I'm sorry, of the transaction, that's when you want to be reaching out first, right? So for example, one is they sign the contract. Well, think about it. If I'm a seller and I just signed a listing contract, the first thing I'm going to want to know is what happens now, right? Like, yep. what are my photos going to get scheduled? When is the sign going to go in the yard, right? So that's a pain point, And that's something that you should have a process set for you to reach out and make sure your client feels comfortable and they know what's going to happen. So doing that activity and walking through in the shoes of your client from start to finish is a really good way to help with this. What can I do so the client never calls me first? So if you haven't done that, I would say that that's a really good exercise to run through to help your mind switch to this. Because I know a lot of associates, especially if you're a solo agent, you know, an agent on a team and and you're doing the customer experience kind of behind the scenes by yourself, you want to make sure that you're not just being a salesperson. You're making sure that you are making these touch points. They do feel comfortable and they feel like you know what's going on and that you're letting them know as well. You know, the inspection is another big one, pre and post closing. These are all pain points to address and make sure that you have a contact with your client. We have about 75 of them um, as a company we went through and we're actually re-going through all of these pain points again this year. So it's, it's also something that you should revisit and continue to do, I guess, on a yearly basis to make sure that you're hitting all those pain points and your clients feel like they're in the know. So I know the first thing that our high achieving real estate agents are thinking when they hear that. And that is, but Taylor, I don't have the time to slow down to do that. Especially right now, we're getting ready to get into the busy season. And what I would say to that agent, because by the way, I was that agent for a long time too. And it wasn't until we said, nope, I know that the customer experience can be a lead generation tool. So we have to maybe lose out on a couple extra lead sources this month, or maybe lose out on a couple extra opportunities this month. Because once you get the foundation done, one, take the time to do this, you don't have to revisit it for at least another year. And when you revisit it, it's not going to take you as long the next time because you're already going to at least have the foundation laid. And then it just becomes, as Taylor said, once a year, you go back and tweak, which is something that we're doing right now, right? We've made some tweaks throughout the year because, or throughout the years, because we've always written up on the whiteboard. What can we do so a client never has to call us first? We write that up every single year. And then we come up with different things every single year. But once you do it once, the foundation's laid. However, it is going to take some time the very first time you do it. Trust me when I tell you, it's going to pay huge dividends later. I mean, we've got over a thousand positive reviews on Zillow. We get tons of come list me's. We get tons of buyers that reach out and say, hey, you guys have more reviews than anyone in the state of Michigan, it seems like. So, you know, yeah, we're going to work with you guys. That's because of our the customer experience. The time that we took to reinvent our customer experience four or five years ago, and we tweak it every year moving forward, just as Taylor said. So. Sorry, Exactly. I have so many agents come to me saying, how did you guys get so many reviews? I mean, we do have a process in place for getting reviews, which I can touch on in a bit. But what Jeff's saying is accurate. In order to even put the process in place of getting reviews, first, you have to give them unreal experience, correct? Or you're not going to get those reviews. So implementing the items we're talking about today is the first step in getting those positive reviews. 
So once you have that mentality of what can I do so the client never calls me first, I would say step two is having unreal communication. So how often are you reaching out to them? Are you doing a good job setting expectations? So step two, having unreal communication, I would say the first one is frequency. How often are you reaching out to them? So a big um, suggestion I have is giving them a time that they're going to receive an update from you. So being consistent with that, right? Maybe every Monday you follow up with all of your transactions. So all of your active clients and you give them an update and this happens weekly. So that way, even if a house is on the market for more than expected or something like that, they're still hearing from you, right? They still feel like you care and that you haven't forgotten about them. So making sure that you have one update going out at least weekly, I think is very important. Um, the next one is ask them how they like to be communicated with. I think nowadays, a lot of, a lot of people maybe like the text message, but then you also might write into a, run into a client that really is offended by that and wants to hear from you over the phone or is really busy at work and is always on their email. So they want to hear from you via email. So upfront, just asking them, how do you like to be communicated with is also a good question to ask. So that way you're meeting them where they're at. And you're communicating with them the way they want to be communicated with. So asking them that. And if I can just add, I can just add to the, to the weekly communication, right? So there's also kind of different categories, right? So if it's an active seller, your, your weekly communication is a weekly market update, right? If it's a pending buyer or seller, it's a weekly pending update, right? So think about the theme, depending on the source of business or, or whether it's a buyer or seller, whether they're active or whether they're pending, that of course, you know, when I think of an active seller, for instance, uh, every time we talk one time per week, we're talking about one thing. And that is what's going on in the market around their, around their home, other homes that have been listed, other homes that have been sold. We're not focusing on what I'm doing to sell their home. In fact, we almost never have time to talk about that because we're so focused on what's going on in the market since we've listed, what's been listed, what's been pending, what's been sold since we've been on the market, right? So think of, all right, well, when I call these guys, what am I talking about? Well, obviously, I think you know when it's a pending transaction, you're giving them an update of what's going on. And Taylor, what would you say if someone says, well, a whole week went by and I have no update? Do you still call them? Yeah, you do. And it can be as simple as saying, how are you? Do you have any questions? Mm -hmm. Checking in on them. Even if nothing did happen, you still want to always reach out and make that connection with them. So they, again, feel like they're they're your only client. They feel like you care. So yes, you do want to do that. Um, Another really important thing to pick up on and try to pay attention to when it comes to communication is their personality style. So this is a really big one. And and Jeff dives deep into this and other trainings that he has done, but personality styles are really important because it tells you how they want to communicate. For example, um, we have clients that are high analyticals, right? That means they like a lot of numbers. They like things very organized. They're going to take the time to read a very long paragraph email, right? And so these people want to be communicated with very frequently, They want to know the statistics. They want to know the numbers. So let's say, for example, you then had a client that was a driver, someone who was very quick, straight to the point, didn't want to take time to talk to you for, you know, a half an hour. They appreciated the the quick text message. Picking up on their personality style helps you with how to communicate. So paying attention to that and adapting based on who your clients are. So you're not going to treat every client the same with the way you communicate with them. You have to meet them where they're at. And a lot of that and a strategy to help you with that is learn the personality style so you can pick up on that in order to communicate with them the way they like to be communicated with. You know, nothing's worse. I'm personally a driver than when someone tries to call me and and keep me on the phone for an hour, right? So if they picked up for me that I was straight to the point and quick, I would actually appreciate if they were also straight to the point and quick. So when you're communicating with your clients, do keep in mind, they're not all the same. Treat them differently based on who they are and how they like to be communicated with. Um, I think that that's very, very important. And I know um, uh, Taylor Kerrigan, uh, also known as Glover U in the chat, <laughs> put into there, uh, you know, this is something that your executive assistant transaction coordinator obviously is probably doing for you. Make sure, this is r- very key rule of thumb, make sure your transaction coordinator or your executive assistant is using your name at least three times 
every conversation. All right, that is a rule here at JGA. Our operations team, whether they're calling on behalf of me as the agent or they're calling on behalf of our agents, they're using the agent's name at least three times. Why is that? Well, because if they don't do that, then the agent will feel like they're, they've been handed off to the assistant and they're working with you know, an operations or administrative team member and not the agent they hired. So it's very important to use phrases such as, I just got off the phone with Jeff. I just got out of a meeting with Bob. I just got off the phone with Mary. I just got off a Zoom with Mike. And here's what he suggests. Here's what she suggests. They have to use your name. It's a key rule here. They have to use your name three times during every conversation with the client, the agent's name, so that the client feels like the agent is as very involved in that conversation. It's going to lead to repeat and referral business later. It's going to lead to better reviews later. If they don't do that, you'll notice in your reviews, they're, they're constantly mentioning the operations team member or the executive assistant instead of the agent. That's when you know you didn't do a good enough job. Now, I get it for you administrative and operations team members that are on. It's kind of natural. Yeah, but you know, I want to show my team or I want to show my agent that I'm doing a good job for them. They know you're doing a good job, all right? They can see it. They can see it in the reviews. They can see it in the client experience. What we have to realize is that if you're not using their name, then they might say, yeah, the experience is great and it was so great to work with Jeff and Taylor, right? Or it was so great to work with, with Taylor after we only saw Jeff once or whatever. They say that and, and, and they might be happy with the experience, but it's not going to lead to repeat and referral business because they're going to feel like they've been handed off. You never want the client to feel like they've been handed off. And you solve that by using the agent's name at least three times on every phone call. Yes, exactly. So you'll never hear really anyone on our operations team say, I, me, or, or refer to themselves. They'll say, yeah. I just got out of a meeting with Jeff. Yep. He wanted me to call and schedule your, your photos for a professional photographer. Um, so always using that dialogue is a great tip for any executive assistant or operations member. Yes, for sure. Um, moving on with some more communication tips. This one's really important. And I learned this from Taylor one, um, is setting expectations and being very clear with that. And this also helps you with time management as well. So it's a benefit to you as well. Um, and one of those tactics is using the dialogue of here's what happened. Here's what's happening now. And here's what's going to happen next. So again, that's go over what happened what's happening now and what's going to happen next. So an example of this, so you understand what I'm saying, you know, you can say, all right, now that you have signed the listing contract, the next step is I'm going to make sure that our professional photographer comes out and takes the photos. You're going to hear from me next when we get those professional photos back in about 48 hours after your appointment. So that way they have a clear expectation of the timeline of the, of the next step in the process and they also know the next time you're going to be reaching out. So a way that this helps you is if you know you're not going to be able to reach out to them for another three or four days, if you set that clear expectation, they're not waiting for you to call them and they're not wondering what's going on. So that is really great dialogue to use whenever you're on the phone with your client. You should end every phone call with those, um, with those words and with communicating that, communicating with them that way. So they know exactly when they're he hearing from you next and they know exactly what's happening in the transaction at that time. Love that. And that really, really helps you as well. Again, with, okay, I don't have to call them for three days. I told them that they should be all set, all good to go. And well, that really does help. Um, another it also helps us, Taylor, it also helps us in, all right, well, before I call them, <laughs> I need to think about, all right, what happened? What what are we doing to fix yeah, it? What's true. going to happen next? Kind of forces me to think about that before I call them. So that way I'm more prepared for that phone call and for a better transaction as well. Yes. Agreed. And then another um, big one that I, I think of when I think of expectation settings is you always want to over deliver. So never promise something that you know you can't follow through with. You always want to set an expectation and actually meet it before you set it or go above and beyond with it. Never tell them something's going to happen and either forget about it or don't follow through with it. So for example, situations that this is really important to keep in mind with, like I think of in this market, highest and best situations, you want to make sure you're communicating with when you're going to be reaching out to them and then follow through with that. If a highest and best is due at 9am 
and you tell them that you're going to be collecting offers and you'll re- you'll be reaching out with them at 10 a.m. and then you don't call them till 1 p.m., that right there is automatically going to be a huge red flag and you didn't set the proper expectation and your client's going to be upset with you right off the bat. Um, that's a really, really a, a big one that I see in this market and clients get, they're really tense already, right? Because they're waiting for the offers. They want to talk to you. And then that expectation wasn't set clearly and you dropped the ball. So instead, if you know you're not going to be able to reach out to them till about 11 a.m., tell them I'll talk to you around 11.15 and call them at 11. So you're 15 minutes early and they're excited to hear from you, right? So that's another good tactic um, to keep in mind. Um, Another small one when it comes to communication is if you know you're going into a meeting and someone's expecting to hear from you or you know you're going on vacation, an even bigger one, That's another thing that you should communicate to your client so they know who to get in contact with if they need something, or they know that you're not going to be reachable for maybe five hours. So send them a text. Hey, if you have a really needy client, right? Hey, I'm going into a meeting. I'll I'll be out at 5 p.m. I'll be able to talk to you then. So that way, if they're blowing up your phone, right, when you're you're in that meeting, they know that you're in that meeting, you're not going to answer, and they're not waiting to hear from you. So Think about how you would like to be communicated with and, and do that with your clients and set proper expectations for when you're not going to be available and when you are going to be available. Um, this is another big one for any of our associates who have maybe families or maybe they do hobbies, whatever it is, right? If you know you're off your phone at 8 p.m. or 7 p.m. or 6 p.m., whatever it is, set those expectations. Some agents leave it in their voicemail. They might leave it in their email signature, you know, you're not available after 6 p.m. It's family time, whatever it may be, right? Just let your your clients know that. People are very forgiving as long as you let them know off the bat uh, what your what your schedule is. If you don't let them know that, they might assume that you're available at 8 p.m. And then when you're not answering their phone, the review is going to say, well, Jeff didn't answer his phone. And then Jeff looks at the review and he's going to be like, wait a second, I answered my phone between 8 and 6, you know, 8 a.m., 6 p.m., I just didn't get to my phone after eight o'clock. Whereas that review would have been fixed into a positive review if the expectation was just clearly laid out. So that's another important thing to remember when you are communicating with your clients, just being very clear with when you are available. Um, the next one, and this is this is a big one, but we found that no matter how much we communicated with, communicated with our clients over the phone, or via email, we are still missing a piece of this puzzle of, of our clients feeling like they knew what was going to happen. So we actually created a booklet. It's called the What Happens Next booklet. So that's literally what it's called. What happens next? So our agents, yes, he's holding it right there. Yeah. So um, it's, it's awesome. Basically, we took all of the pain points of what we knew a client would want to know and would need to know what's happening. So for example, with a seller, um, Jeff's opening it right now. This is a buyer one. Yeah. This is a buyer one. So, buyer one. so they'll learn about the buyer consultation, what it's like to get set up on a search. Um, it has our showing agents in there. It has um, everything that they need to know for the timeline. So buying power, the buying power checklist, which we've yes. been talking about a lot lately. So hopefully everyone is using that, even if it's not in a fancy guide. Yeah. And again, I think probably more analyticals love this more than anyone. However, it's a really good way to also stand out on a buyer consultation or or listing appointment because it's great material to drop off when you leave. And they know, okay, if I work with Jeff, here are all the things that I know are going to happen next, right? They know the process and it's all in a really nice booklet. So this is something really great that we created that I think right off the bat sets our clients up to feel like they're in the know and they're ready to work with us and they know exactly what to expect. So we also send that out electronically to them too. So we leave it at their house after an appointment or, you know, we give it to them at the coffee shop, whatever it is. And then we also email it to them as soon as they do end up working with us. So they also have it electronically as well. Well, and I can tell you from a real estate agent standpoint, when I'm on a listing appointment and I'm on a buyer consultation, I'm actually going through this book whether I got the contract signed or not, because it gives me more to talk about and it displays a higher level of value because you have to understand they're already wondering, all right, once we sign with this guy, what's going to happen next, right? So I'm going through this, whether I got the contract or not, because if I didn't get a contract, then 
it's going to give me an opportunity to display my value in an even greater way. And it could end up why, I mean, there's a lot of times when they say, ah, oh, we want to think about it. And then I end up going through this. And then by the time I'm go, going through this, they say, you know what, let's just do it. Uh, and, and, and whether I get the contract or not, I go through this because it increases my value to them. Exactly. It's, it's great. So I suggest putting something together like that um, and having that for all of your appointments. It helps you stand out and it helps the clients right off the bat feel like they're already receiving that unreal experience. So, And I know some of you are signed up for um, the Operations Mastery Program. We teach you how to build this. So we send this to you in a PDF, both for, yes, the, I see the question in the chat. It's for buyers and for sellers. We teach you how to build this. You can build it on your own without us. You don't need our program for it. Uh, but if you are in the program and you're wondering, will we get our hands on that? Yes. If you're in Operations Mastery, you'll get your hands on both buyer and seller. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, we've gone through two of my key steps. Let's move on to step three, which is really important. This is elevating to an unreal wow experience. So you're communicating with them properly. You're calling them before they expect you to. Now you've got to take it to the next level, right? Because all of that stuff that we just talked about, your clients expect. So I think a way to make it unreal is putting in special things that make your clients feel wowed. So you have to meet your clients where they're at in the emotions of the transaction and implement these things. So one of the things that um, we do and we're currently implementing as well is using BombBomb videos. So BombBomb is a platform and they allow you to take videos and send them to your clients. So the goal of this is even though you might have already called them and told them when the professional photographer is coming out and what the process is getting their home on the MLS. They're also receiving an email with a video from you as the agent, letting them know what's going to happen. And this is, this is more of a wow experience, right? It's, they know exactly what's going on. They're getting these email updates. They're getting the text from you. They're getting the unreal communication from you. And this is taking it to the next level of, wow, they actually sent me a video and explained it that way as well. Um, another good example is sending them something when they don't expect it, right? So they probably expect a closing gift, hate to say it, but that's not wow, right? But when could you send them something that they're at a high and they're not expecting to hear from you? So what I think of is maybe when they get, um, they accept an offer on their house. So a seller gets that offer accepted. They're really excited. Again, meet them where they're at with their emotions. They're on a high, they're really happy send them something and it doesn't have to be costly. Um, I know some agents send like a koozie um, and it says, you know, time to kick back, relax with a drink, you know, congratulations on your accepted offer. So just something small like that and it makes them feel special and it really does make them feel like you've gone above and beyond and that you didn't have to do that, right? So the way that I try to think about when I'm implementing these things is when are they going to think, wow, they really, they went above and beyond. They took the time to do something that I don't think anyone else would. And this is what's really going to score you those good reviews as well, like we talked about. So thinking about things like this is really important. The other thing that we do to give you some more ideas to get your gears rolling here is we have a VIP client club. So this is even for people that are maybe not even active clients with you, but they're your top refer, your referrers. So they're giving you business. They're always sharing your name, maybe on Facebook posts you see, or a lot of people are coming to you and they say, you know, Mrs. Smith told me about you. You did an amazing job. These are the people that are in our VIP client clubs. And we send them almost like um, the subscription boxes that you hear all about nowadays. They're, they're really a hot commodity. So, you know, there's like the stitch fix boxes, those fun boxes that you get. So we do that. So every month they get a different themed box from us to keep um, our name top of mind, right? That's the goal. And to thank them, thank them for their continued support and referrals. And this, of course, is something that they don't expect at all and that they're wowed by. So, um, you know, examples of boxes, I always have people say, well, what are they? They don't need to be crazy. So like one month it was National Popcorn Day. So we did a movie themed where they got popcorn, a DVD, um, some fun stuff that was movie themed. We've done like cookie decorating kits, things like that. Uh, this month is going to be a spring box, um, you know, with some stuff to get some landscaping going and things like that. So this is really a fun way to reach out to clients that 
have done good to you, refer you, and stay top of mind with them. So implementing we're talking, things like this. We're talking I, maybe what, 15 bucks a box, 20 yeah, bucks at the most? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just, you know, nowadays uh, people get so much stuff at their front door, you know, to where if you were to send them like a market update letter, which by the way, we do those too. Um, it, you know, it just kind of is like, ah, that's all right. You know, I got enough stuff in my mailbox, but getting a, getting a package, even if it's like just mostly confetti, <laughs> you know, uh, is, is kind of special and people remember those things. And we talked about down in Orlando just, just a month ago, uh, the value of, of staying um, top of mind with your clients today because technology is constantly driving a wedge. And this is a perfect way to do that. And it doesn't have to be your entire database. I mean, it could be your top 25. It could be your top 50. Identify who your top, whatever that number is, and put them on, if not a monthly program, at least a quarterly program similar to this, right? We got to go above and beyond just the basic, you know, uh, postcards and, and, and eight and a half by 11, you know, uh, regular pieces of mail, right? And this is one way to stand out. Exactly. Yes. Um, And my next step is really important. So my step four is implement it because we could talk about this and you could say, okay, I've gone through my process, start to finish. I put in communication points. I've done all that. And then if you don't actually implement it and take some time to put in the processes behind the scenes, the reality is it's not going to happen. So step four is implement it. And I have some key points on how to do that. So my point one is every touch touch point that you put in place should have a process happening behind the scenes. So as we talked about before, whether that's an operations staff or an executive assistant helping you, that might be it. You have to make sure that they know what they're expected to do though. So if you go through and put in these communication points, that also has to be relayed properly, right? To your executive assistant and a process has to be happening. So for example, after you go on a listing appointment, you might send a thank you note, thanking them for their time, a handwritten thank you note. That's the that's the touch point that's happening. But if you don't implement a process for that thank you card to go out, it's not going to happen, right? So what I mean is every communication point needs to have a process happening behind the scenes to know that it's 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 ha- it's happening, it's occurring, right? And that's a big one and honestly in operations mastery, that's really what we're diving into, how to put these processes in place to make sure they're happening. Um, Another really large one, and and Jeff knows, we use our CRM now, it's like the the heartbeat to the organization, right? So our CRM does CRMs and spreadsheets and keeping things organized, right? Those are going to help you, help you make these things happen. You can't just write it down on a sticky note, okay? You have to have you have to have some spreadsheets. You have to have um, database, CRM, things like that to help you with this. And again, that is stuff that we dive deeper into an in operations mastery on how to do that, where to start, um, and things like that. So having having something to help you keep things organized is really important for implementation. And my next big point is time blocking out a process. For each of these. So making sure you're, whether it's you, you're a solo agent and you know you have to do this yourself, make sure you know, okay, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 11 a.m. I'm doing this. Like another really large suggestion for you is making sure that you have specific time blocked out to do this, especially, you know, I, I know the sale, the sales mind doesn't love to do this stuff, right? Like a, a really the salespeople are like, listen, I cannot sit down and write thank you notes for for 15 minutes, whatever it is, right? So just holding yourself accountable and putting it in your schedule, making time for it is another pointer I have in order to make these things happen that we talked about today. Um, And then I know we're running a little bit short on time, but Jeff did mention in the beginning that some of you may be feeling, or maybe you already have an executive assistant, whatever it may be that, okay, I want to do all these things, but there's just no way I have the time to fit this in my schedule. And the biggest question I get is, when am I actually ready to hire that executive assistant, right? Or maybe I need to hire another one. I need to start building an operations team, whatever it might be, right? Um, I think that that is something that every agent has to individually do some activities themselves to see whether or not they're ready. And one of the activities that uh, Taylor Kerrigan taught me is, going through and doing this um, schedule of all the things you're doing in a day. So step one, it's very simple. So you're thinking to yourself, I need an assistant. What I suggest you do 
is write down every single thing you do in a day. So don't leave anything out, right? So you might get into the office, make your coffee, lead generate for two hours, write down everything you do. I take an hour to go to lunch. I write a thank you note. I um, call Zillow leads. I follow up, whatever it is, write them all down. I go on a listing appointment. I go show homes, write everything down that you do in a day and do that for about a week to two weeks. And then next, you're going to put a dollar amount next to each activity that you did. And you're going to do it on a scale of one to three. One meaning it's the lowest money incoming generated activity. So you're not making a lot of money from doing that, but you have to do it. That's a one. And three is your highest incoming money incoming driven activity. So that's like, for example, going out on a listing appointment, right? That's going to be number three. Whereas a number one is something like a thank you note. Yeah. Writing a thank you card. Correct. So once you do that, if 70% of your tasks are one to $2 items, you're ready to hire an assistant. So that's kind of a rule of thumb and it's not going to work that way for everyone. That's a way to gather. Okay. Let me write down everything I do. And if about 60 to 70% of them are the one to two tasks, you're most likely ready to make that hire. Um, And Jeff, not to put you on the spot, I know we're going to have the question of, is there like an exact unit or an exact volume number? Yeah. Um, Yep. If if you want to, yeah, I'll give you my insight on that. Yeah. yeah. So I like, I like the dollar activity, right? $3. If it's a high use of my time, listing appointments, buyer consultations, uh, prospecting for buyers, converting leads, right? That's $3, $1, you know, uh, filling out listing paperwork, uh, filling out a thank you card, all necessary, but not the highest and best use of my time. And of course, use your discretion for figuring out the ones that kind of fall in the middle. What would be an example of something that falls in the middle? Um, maybe preparing a CMA, right? Because it's kind of, it takes some experience. Uh, it, it takes a little skill, uh, but it's still not getting you in front of more people, which is the $3 sign stuff. So to answer your question, Taylor, yeah. Is there like a threshold? Um, it depends. If you're a solo agent, meaning an agent not on a team, you know, just a one-man operation, it's usually around 30 to 35 units uh, where we see those agents plateau, uh, 30, maybe 36 units. And that is you're working 40 to 50 hours a week and, and you're kind of stuck at that 30 to 36 a year, unit a year production, which by the way, is great production. The problem is you'll never get to 50 or 60 units without hiring an assistant. Now I have agents all the time that say, what? I'm, I'm, I'm doing 24, 25 deals a year and feel like I need an assistant. Oh, you're close. I mean, the number again is 30 to 36. If you're a solo agent, if you're an agent on a team, depending on how much the team takes off your plate, some teams do more than others, but that number is probably more like 50 to 75 units per year. So, you know, we have a lot of agents on our team that do above 50 units and they don't need an assistant because we take a lot of things off their plate. But we also have some agents that have gotten to the 70, 80 units a year number and that they kind of hit a plateau. And so for our team, that would be like 75 units. All right, now it's time to get to an executive assistant. And that 75 will probably become 100, 125, right? If, if you're a solo agent, you know, doing your own thing, that 30 units a year will become easily 50, maybe 60 units a year. So I go by units, not by volume, uh, because, it, you know, it doesn't matter what market you're in. It's this, you know, it's the same amount of work per unit, right? So uh, once you're at about 30, 35 units, that's when it's time, Taylor. Yes, thanks. Um, and I, I think the other thing, and I'll end with this today is, you can do that activity, right? And then the other biggest question I get is, okay, well, how do I not make the wrong hire? Like, how do I hire someone? And I think I have basically, I mean, the short answer is taking your time. Don't just hire out of desperation, right? You want to hire because you want to find talent and doing that. Of course, there's a process to do that. So just the quick touch points on what I think are the best ways to hire talent versus hiring out of desperation is, um, First, creating a job description and also leaving that on a few different platforms, right? So you might find different people on Indeed than you would find on social media, um, that you would find on Glassdoor. So posting out on a few different platforms. And if you'd like to take it a step further, you can also, going back to personality styles, post it a few different ways. So, um, you know, use graphics on social media and maybe not a lot of words, right? So post the job description in a few different ways to get 
different people's interest. Um, so that's a, a tip there. Um, step three is when you're collecting the resumes, we have, we have a very set process for how we collect them. So we have three different piles. I make like my top 10 pile, my I want them, I need them. Then we have our middle pile, like, you know, if it doesn't work out, they still have some great qualifications. And then my pile three is just, I'm going to end up throwing you out. It doesn't work, but I'm old school. I like to print them out and look at them. Um, That's just my process. But again, I have a process for it. You're not just having resumes emailed to you and not knowing what to do with them. Right. Um, And then um, this is a big one. After you see their resume, don't just bring them in for an interview right away because that's going to waste your time. Do a phone screening. So it's not even a phone interview. Do a screening of some sort. Nowadays, um, you know, COVID's getting better, but some people prefer to even do a video message. So you can have them record themselves and send it to you or do a Zoom before you meet with them. But take some time because then that's going to that's going to eliminate some people right off the bat. So you're not wasting the time of bringing them in for an in-person interview. And then once you do the phone screening, you know, you try to narrow down at that point to about three to five, bring them in for the in-person interview. I have great interview questions. Again, something we'll dive deeper into an operations mastery. But, um, you know, once you meet with them in person, my other biggest um, tip and advice here is to also have someone, you know, like and trust come in on the second interview. So, you know, someone in your office, uh, a team member, and then if they if they don't see any red flags and you don't see any red flags at that point, um, if you're feeling good about them, I think it's a good hire, but bringing someone in on that. And, and cause sometimes again, your mind is like, I got to hire someone. I think I like them. You know, I can get past that, but then you bring someone else in and they say, you know, Hey Taylor, this was a big red flag. And then you say, Oh, I didn't see that, but now I do. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I would say those are my biggest tips for the actual hiring process. Um, when you're when you're ready to make when you're ready to make that hire, and a couple of things I want to point out because I did notice in the chat, yeah, you can take when you're wondering like, well, how do I write a job description? That same activity that Taylor mentioned, the one dollar, the two dollar, the three dollar, all the one and two dollar activities, that's your job description. That's what you're handing off. That's what you're asking someone to do. So obviously you're going to dress it up a little bit, but that becomes your job description. What I also love about what you guys do, Taylor, when you guys are hiring is you ask to see some of their work. So you ask them, what did you accomplish at your previous job or your previous company? And can we see like an example of it? Can we see some copies of it? This works really well when you're hiring someone that's going to do some marketing for you. Let me see your portfolio. Let me see, you know, uh, if you're, if you're hiring a photographer, let me see the photographer work, right? If, if that's probably the most common one, you ask a photographer to see their stuff. So why wouldn't you ask someone in the administrative side or operations side to show you some of the things that they've accomplished in their previous job or previous career? And I know you guys do a really thorough job of that. Yes, for sure. Yeah, getting to know them as much as you can before you bring them into that position is really important. Um, you know, I'm sure you guys all know if you bring someone that that isn't a good fit into the role, it can be more devastating than just taking the extra maybe yeah. week or whatever it is to, to find the right hire. So without a doubt, I think following those processes is really key to making the correct hire um, and will ultimately help you go through and make sure you can implement all of the unreal customer experience tips that we talked about today. Um Jeff, that's the content I have for yeah. today. I hope no, you- no, no. I just wanted to point out one last thing, Taylor. Yeah, please. Uh, and I know we probably have some people asking about, all right, what's this program you guys are talking yeah. about? But one thing on the operations side, okay, once you nail one hire, all right, if you're a salesperson on this, okay, I'm a salesperson just like you. Once you make that one hire, you never have to touch operations again, right? So in other words, and this isn't, you know, rude or anything, you know, I don't, I have normal human interaction, but I'm not sitting down and doing one-on-ones with our listing coordinator. I'm not sitting down and doing one-on-ones with our transaction manager. I'm not sitting down and doing one-on-ones with our photographer. Taylor Cornfield does all that because once you make one strong hire, you are essentially completely removed from the day-to-day tasks of the operations team. And if you're on this session right now, or you're listening to it later after the session is live, and you're thinking to myself, well, gosh, I got my hands in everything operations, then you're missing a key person. You're missing a key leader. Because at the end of the day, when you make one strong operations hire, you never have to get involved again. Now, don't get me wrong. I'll still, you know, walk across the hall and I I see Rachel here to my left and, you know, she actually designed the cover of our Gazette. So I'll go up to her and say, hey, how's the cover going? And we'll look at it together and I'll make some edits to it or whatever. That's fine. You can, you're still aware of what's going on, but it's no longer 
falling on your plate every day because we want to get to a point to where your mind is not even thinking about operations. So you're just thinking about generating leads, taking listings and working with new buyers. So Taylor, I know we have a lot of people that are on this session um, that are probably wondering, all right, so if I've got an administrative and assistant or if I've got an executive assistant and I want to get them to your level, right? I want, you know, you're, you're handling 900 to 1,000 transactions a year. You're managing a huge, you know, operations team. I want to get someone to your level, Taylor. All right, we've got a way to do that. And that's the operations mastery program, right? Can you throw that up on the screen, Taylor, behind the scenes? And, and, and Taylor Cornfield, can you tell us about it? Yeah, exactly. So when designing this program, the goal is that, well, the goal is a few things. I would say one, if you're a new operations member of any capacity, so a new executive assistant, a new operations manager, any type of position, this is designed to be able to train you on how to do your job. So um, that's really one of the goals. Another goal is if you have been doing it for a while and you feel like maybe you've plateaued and you need to elevate it and take it to the next level, it is also designed for you as well. Agents as well, if you don't have an executive assistant and you're not ready to make that hire, it's designed for you to be able to implement some of the behind the scenes operations tasks as well. Mm -hmm. So really some of the things you're going to be learning during that is operations 101, diving deep into every process, right? So everything from how do I time block to get these things done to transaction management, to listing and buyer management, all of the processes behind the scenes for all of those. Um, in addition to that, going deep into creating a database plan and how do I implement how many newsletters I'm sending out, how many emails I'm sending out to my database. So really diving deep into every piece of the operations real estate puzzle is the goal of this program to create really masters of operations. I mean, that's the yeah. goal of the program. And I'm and I'm really, really excited. I know in the beginning, I told you guys I came from a teaching background. I really just am just joyful the fact that I've gotten to learn so much and now I get to give it to other people. And really like, even with the coaching calls I have now, I'm always amazed we're doing this together, right? So like every single day I have things come across my desk or I have agents tell me things or clients say things and being able to have a community of people to interact with and communicate about that stuff yeah. is really another huge benefit to have in this program. And we'll be making a community together yeah. um, in order to help us all reach our goals. So, so if I'm an operations person on here, or if I'm a leader, a team leader uh, that, that has an executive assistant that I just hired, essentially I can put them through the program and for the most part, kind of be hands off and know that you're going to train them the same way as if we were training someone new for our team, you're going to make sure they know literally from transaction management to listing management, to marketing assistant stuff, to, to building, you know, building out your operations policy and procedures manual. I mean, you know, I was on, on you guys for years on that, right? So you're basically taking all the trial and error, everything that we've implemented and you're, you're essentially teaching others how to implement these processes the same way we have, right? Exactly. So every process that's happening behind the scenes, every procedure we've had to implement and had to rework throughout the years, my goal is to, to get into the hands of anyone on this program to be able to implement it for them and what works for them, right? So diving deep into that, you know, the what happens next booklet, that's a really big one, right? Like diving deeper into that so you can create one for your team, your agent, um, and, and make it work for you. So yeah. Start to finish, operations, everything, transaction management, diving deeper into the unreal customer service, yeah. creating a schedule that works and being able to manage it, right? That's another really big one. And, and making sure, I mean, everything, post-closing experience. So we're really going to dive in deep to every piece of the puzzle here. And, and I'm really looking forward to it. Client reviews is a big one. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. So we've seen that. Go ahead. Yeah. So you, you've mastered, you know, the unreal experience and, and that's a really big one. And it's exciting because we've been able to, to get so many reviews, but we, we get so many reviews, not only because we're great at customer at the customer experience. We also have a process that we're, we're using, right? Our five-star unreal process that we use to make sure we get as many as possible on the platforms that we want them. Right. Yep. So going deep into that, of course, something we'll be covering. So if I'm curious, you know, I'm, I'm not ready to commit right now, but I'm curious about what this program could do either for my operations team, for my executive assistant, or just for me, you know, if I'm a solo agent and I'm thinking, all right, 
uh, no one's really taught me about this customer service stuff. Uh, you can text operations, the word operations to that same phone number, the same number that you text morning to the five, five, four, four, four text operations, plural to five, five, four, four, four. And you'll get more information on the program. No obligation. You don't have to sign up. It's four months, right? So it's four, it's four months of uh, once a week, 45 minute Zoom session live plus Q&A, right? So you're not just getting like a, a recording sent to you. I mean, you actually get an opportunity to interact with Taylor every week, right, Taylor? Exactly. So as Jeff said, I'll be meeting with a small group of you uh, once a week for four months. And yes, of course. So the end of the session will always end with an opportunity to, to speak with me and one another about what's going on, um, specific help that you need, questions you want to ask. So masterminding and yep. and really working together to accomplish all of our goals. Yes. And what I love about the fact that Taylor Cornfield is teaching this and, and listen, Taylor Kerrigan um, definitely was the mastermind behind a lot of our operations, but even Taylor Kerrigan herself will admit she's not really involved in JGA anymore. So a lot of people say, yeah, but I want to coach with Taylor Kerrigan. I know she's worked side by side with Jeff for the last eight years. I want to coach with her. Well, there's stuff that we've implemented at Jeff Glover and Associates, the real estate team that Taylor Kerrigan isn't even aware of, right? It's Taylor Cornfield that's doing that. So I think you have a lot of a value learning from someone who's on the ground every day. I mean, right now, Taylor is, you know, four offices behind me here working on operations at JGA. There's a lot of great uh, well, not a lot. There's a few other options out there for executive assistants and for transaction managers and for listing coordinators, but most of them aren't doing it day in and day out. Or if they were in the business, you know, it was like a dozen years ago, right? So you're learning from someone that's implementing stuff right now, teaching you how to implement it right now, and hopefully turning your customer experience into a lead generation tool. So if you want more information, again, text the word operations to 55. 444, it's $3.99 a month for four months. And here's the good news. You take it once, you never have to take it again because you're going to have the platform, right? You hire one good executive assistant and you put us put them through the program. You're never going to have to hire us again because you're going to create an operations manual, manual that you're going to use for the next decade. And of course, it's going to get updated and there, there's no doubt there's going to be some changes to it. But this is perfect. If you've got someone on your operations team and you don't have the time to train them or you're just now hiring your first assistant, put them through this. We'll train them for you. And as you can see, I think Taylor Cornfield has displayed her commitment to making sure that they get the best. That's for sure. Taylor, anything else that we haven't covered or any, any last words you want to say? Just thank you everyone for, for being here today. I hope you got some value out of it. And again, if the operations mastery is something you are um, considering, feel free to reach out to us. We can get you some more details and just really looking forward to, to working with more people and extending my knowledge to them. So I appreciate your time again. Thanks for being here. I, I enjoyed my time. Awesome. Thank you, Taylor. All right. Yeah. Last couple things. Last couple reminders. Next week at this same time, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, next week, Wednesday, our second to last spring webinar, we're talking about seller lead generation strategies. I'm sharing with you exactly our seller lead gen plan for this year, not last year's, not five years ago, what we're doing this year to already average 50 to 60 listings taken per month. How are we getting 50 to 60 listings in a listing scarce market? I don't know, but we're going to find out next Wednesday at 11. It's gloveru.com forward slash webinar to join us for that. Don't forget to text operations to 55444 if you want more information on today's program. If you want to sign up for the daily message, it's the word morning to 55444. That's totally free. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm sending out something informational, something inspirational. You want it. It's yours. Last but not least, get into the Glover U Inner Circle Facebook group. If you're not already there, go to Facebook, search Glover U Inner Circle. We'll see you in there. We've got tons of good content, a lot of great conversations and referrals taking place. Until next week at 11 a.m. Eastern, everyone have a great rest of the week. We'll see you in Operations Mastery soon. Take it easy. Thank you for taking your time to join Jeff and Taylor today on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast. To get started on having an unreal business, take the real estate self-assessment. After you complete the assessment, a member of Glover U will get on a call with you to create an action plan to improve your score. Go to www.gloveru.com self. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Search for Live Unreal with Glover U on iTunes, Podbean, or Spotify and subscribe today. 
Until next time.